A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. Make a wish, baby, and I will make it come true. Hey, everybody. How are you? Jamie Rodriguez here, your host of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Hope you're doing well. Um, fall season is upon us, finally. Americana Fest just ended in Nashville, Tennessee. Lots and lots and lots of events. People are underslept or they're resting, but back into the fall season as we gear up for the end of the year here at J-Rod Concerts, and we thank you guys for listening. And on today's show, ladies and gentlemen, so excited to welcome back a good friend of the show. Last time he was with us was in 2021. His name is Michael Lopresti, but you may know him as the vocalist and lead singer and producer of indie rock band The Lighthouse and The Whaler. They, of course, are very successful over the span of their careers, they've achieved, you know, like 60 million Spotify streams and 10 million Apple Music streams. And the band has had their uh, syncs in Grey's Anatomy, in American Idol, uh, the trailer for Disney's Christopher Robin. So they are an incredible band. They've been around now for uh, coming on a decade and uh, happy to have Michael back. They have a new EP, Water Walker, and they're going to head on a North American tour this fall. If you are new to the show, guys, welcome. I know we've had a lot of new people coming in. Uh, please click subscribe, give us a review, help the algorithm out. But uh, let's get on with it. Michael Lopresti back on J Rod Concerts, the podcast. There he is. Hey, how's it going? Michael Lopresti in all the glory. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's great, great seeing you again. How are you doing? Doing well. You know, of course, friend of our show, lead singer for Lighthouse and the Whaler. Excited to see you again. I was looking at the archives. It's been almost two years since I saw you, Michael. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, you were in that same studio, but it was winter because you had the beanie. You had that whole Ohio getup. You know what I mean? Nope. It's very nice weather here. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Michael. Of course, you know, Water Walker, what's in your head? The whole thing, man. Congratulations. Great EP. Thank you. Yeah. By the way, how is Cleveland doing, Michael? You know, one of our favorite cities. It's doing great. Um, you know, the city's just constantly getting better. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just super underrated. I mean, people don't realize how much is going on here, and I think we kind of like it that way. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I love Cleveland. I, you know, I was married to an Ohio girl. You know what I miss, Cle uh, Michael? Handles. Mm -hmm. Handles ice cream. Ah, uh, yes. We have a lot of good ice cream. You have Jenny's, which isn't originally from Cleveland, but... Um, it's from Columbus, right? Jenny's. Yeah. Purpose originally, but it's got a big presence up here. Um, Mitchell's is another great ice cream. Yeah. So this, ah, there's a lot. A lot of Yeah. Yeah, but Handles is the Nirvana. You know, that whole, you know, Bob Evans, Handles experience, you know, Giant Eagle. God bless Cleveland. You know, God bless Ohio. <laughs> oh, my God, Michael. So, you know, where do we start? I mean, you know, Michael, isn't it interesting? I was thinking about this last week. Oh, it seems like you guys, like the band, you guys went from being like the hottest young band, just like not that far away. Like you guys were like, oh my God, the new flavor of the month, you know, no pun intended with the ice cream and all that buzz with it. Um, you know, th this is an adventure came out and, and now this new music and the new EP, you know, 
And now you kind of have the respect of like an established band. Like you guys are no longer the, the, the new kids on the blocks, but it's like, oh my God, you know, like the Lighthouse and the Whaler are back and, and you guys have that respect with you. You know what I mean? Is that an interesting experience? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely funny sometimes when people will come up to us and say, oh, you know, I listened to you in high school or, you know, it's been a lot. I've listened to you for forever and it doesn't feel like it's been that long, you know, for, for me anyways. Um, right. Feel, you know, it's not that long ago that this adventure came out, like you said, you know, but it's been over 10 years now. And yeah. um, we're just really lucky that we've had the opportunity to do it for this long and to do it at a high level. I mean, we've been able to... Um, continue touring and continue playing and making new songs and not everybody gets that that opportunity so it's definitely a great feeling to to be able to to keep doing it yeah i mean it's it, it's great because you're like at a point now where like you're kind of like starting to build like almost like a like a legacy it, it's a beautiful place where you guys are as a band um but michael let me ask you this I, I mean you know you do a lot of production work engineering you do all sorts of stuff and you're quoted as saying something that struck me you said something that along the lines of I think what's best for the song always comes first. And I'm kind of here for my band or for an artist that I'm working with to make that happen anyway. What do you mean by that? Um, I think that there's a lot of information out there now. Uh, there are YouTube videos. There are people saying, you know, on Instagram how they think, you know, these that song should be or music should be or their brand of music, whatever it is. And I just think that you kind of got to throw all that out and just do what you feel like is best for the song and use your ears. And, and that's what makes the song good. I mean, there are songs that I've heard before that were recorded terribly, but they're great songs. And sometimes the terrible recording is kind of what makes the song its own thing. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, doing what's best for the song really just means put aside all of the preconceived ideas and notions you might have about what a song's supposed to be or how it's supposed to sound or what instruments or gear you're supposed to use and just do what makes the song sound the best. Just do that and don't overthink it because it's really easy to get lost in all of the different techniques and ideas and gear and like thought processes. Just put it all aside and you, you know in your gut what's good for the song. Like We'll make a song and then we go through 30 iterations of that song just to end up at like the first or second one. Because in your gut, you know it's good for the song. And that's usually the first or second thing you do. And you can always make it a little bit better incrementally here or there. But the main pieces, you know, and at least in my experience are usually, you know, you, you kind of know when it's where it needs to be. So just trust that. It's, it's so interesting to hear you talk, Michael, because, you know, I'm not an artist, but I have a lot of musician friends and producer friends here in Nashville and, and hearing you talk. It must be kind of like, is it, is it almost like a torture? I wouldn't say tortured, but is it almost like, like, my God, like you're listening to the radio or, or you're listening to other people's songs or even your older songs. And like, are you like, you have that critical eye almost like you can't just enjoy it. Like, a, like if you didn't know anything, it's almost like, you know, too much. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I tell people this, I tell my friends this all the time, at least like, I can't listen to music the way you do ever. Like, it just doesn't happen anymore. I'm always thinking, why did they do this? Or where'd they get, how'd they get that sound? Like, what, you know, what they do with the vocals here? And, you know, or I'm listening to it, like, from a mix perspective, like, where are things sitting in the mix? And so it's just a different, I think, after doing it for a long enough period, you just, it changes your perspective. And what, when something really strikes you, 
then you know it's good. And not that I'm like the end-all be-all of anything. I mean, everyone has their own tastes and preferences. But for me, I usually find that it's harder for me to find something that I really, really, really love um, anymore. Um, and so when I do, yeah. uh, I just sink my teeth into because there's just not that much that that strikes me anymore. You know, it's like sure. very amazing and like uh, next level. So. Yeah, amazing. You, you have like the palate of like a of, an, of a good chef or whatever. But yeah, I get it. I get you, Michael. Um, by the way, you guys are obviously gonna go on tour the rest of the fall and, and the year, which is great. Uh, hope we can catch you guys somewhere. But you know what I was thinking is, you know, I was talking to some people the other day, um, and some nights, like, uh, let let me know if you relate to this, Michael. Some nights you think you're magical, you know, and music's flowing, and you think, man, life has on the weather. We created magic. We're unstoppable. But are there other nights where you like? where you're like, man, we suck. You know, is, is that like kind of like that contradiction? Even when someone is as established as you guys are, like, do you ever have that duality? Uh, definitely. I think less so than earlier on, for sure. Like, I think I came off the stage probably every single show we played when I was in our, like, my 20s and was like, it's terrible. We did a terrible job. But um, now I've grown more into just being like, you go out there, we're very well rehearsed usually. So that takes a lot of the pressure off. Um, spend a lot of time getting ready. And I, maybe when we were younger, we didn't, you know, when I was younger, I didn't take it as seriously. And now we take it like super seriously and really spend a lot of time preparing. And so now I think it's a lot more fun. We just get up there. We're prepared. We do our thing. We have, you know, a good time doing it. And sometimes I'll come off and there's, you know, stuff we'll talk about where we'll be like, yeah, you know, we could have done that better or, or maybe, you know, but I never really think anymore, oh, we really sucked. Well, every once in a while, maybe, but <laughs> most part, I think, no, you know, we did, we did what we set out to do. And I think this goes back to the overthinking thing I was talking about earlier. And sometimes, you know, it's easy to overthink what you're doing, what you're making, how you're performing it, your art in general. It's all in your head, right? Is and you just have to do it and forget about the rest of it. And people are either going to like it or they're not. So who, wait, you can't control that. Just do what you do, do it well, and let the rest be what it's going to be. So once I got to that minds mindset, I think it just got a lot easier and a lot more. And I had more fun doing it. So honestly, I, I think I needed to hear this, Michael, because I mean I've done many years Miami radio and now the podcast, and there's days that I'm like. I'll just be like, man, I suck today or I didn't do this, you know, but it, it is all in the head. And, and I'm glad that you that you're putting that into perspective. And by the way, you mentioned the word joy, that you guys are having joy. And that is synonymous with your band, Michael. And I'm glad you brought that up because when you look at videos that you guys make and you guys are always also the performances, you guys look like the happiest fucking band, you know. It's real, right? Like, what is the source of this? Like, uh, is it gratitude at something as simple as that? Or like, where? what's the source? Yeah, I mean, gratitude is definitely a big part of it. We are just, I'm like super thankful for making music. It's a super tough industry. Very tough. And we've been talking as well. But there's no easy days in the music industry. There's always, it's always a, a struggle and a fight. And there's so much out there now. But along the way, I think... We just got to a point, like I talked about earlier, where it was just like, we can't control, you know, a bunch of the different things that are happening to have to, to roll right. with it. Um, I think once we got into that mindset, like I was telling you earlier, I think it just changed the way that we looked at, at music and it changed the way we looked at 
you know, how we look at ourselves, actually, I, I think, too. I mean, I used to take what we did too seriously. And Mark uh, in the band, he always, you know, he he's more of like the let's not take it seriously guy in the group, which, and I'm like the let's take it really seriously guy. Not right. from a need to do this well perspective. Everybody wants to be excellent. But um, sometimes I think that I tried to be too serious with with everything and too like oh it's it's got to be this way or else we can't mm-hmm. do it is the opposite of that and so i think we balance balance each other out really well and ryan you know he's always there mediating between the two of us which is hilarious that's our band dynamic i just described it one thing but no it totally makes sense yeah i think we just you know and we know each other now and so all of it is just easy it's just much easier than it was before and you know we all know our roles and, and we're all good friends and i think that that plays a huge part in just having fun and enjoying what we're doing. I love it. I love it. And it's coming through in the music, Michael, and I appreciate your time. I could talk yeah. to you for a long time, but uh, let me ask you about, you know, Water Walker and, and, and just, just the way to, to just the theme of that, of just like the mindset. And I love how, you know, just the value of how you're putting kind of like, I think you're talking about mental health in a more profound way. Um, you know, most people just say, you know, it's important to have kind of a positive outlook and all that. But tell us a little bit about the meaning of the song, of the project, and and kind of like where the idea to kind of just like to tackle this in a in a light high you know lighthearted and fun way came from. Yeah, so I mean the the EP really comes from a place of like communication. It's about communication. So each song has its own uh, its own thing. So what's in your head is between two people. Uh, I'll wait for you is kind of like conversation with the world at large and then water, uh, or no water walker is the one I'm sorry, I got up. So, um, what's in my head is between, I was actually just reading it. Cause I was like, I got to remember exactly which... <laughs> what's in your head. is the conversation between yourself, like your internal conversation. Uh, I'll wait for you between two people and water walkers kind of like conversation with the world at large. And I think all of those, uh, songs have to do really with just identifying, who you are and kind of accepting the good in what you bring to the world. And right. it's difficult to do that. And I think a lot, I, I can't speak, you know, from any kind of clinical perspective on mental health, but I can speak from my own, mm-hmm. you know, experience would say where I feel like that part of what people struggle with is just accepting the good in who they are and being okay with, with sharing that with the world it's difficult sometimes yeah. I, for people to accept that they have something great about them it may not be exactly the thing they want it to be and sometimes most of us have to work really hard to you know get better at the things that we care about but i think acceptance of just the idea that we are who we're supposed to be it's just finding that and being okay with it it's like we get in our own way a lot, I think, with that. So at least for me, you know, I've gone through ups and downs in my career, in my life, and all throughout it, I just believe that if you if you look at life and say that, hey, maybe not everything's going to be okay, or maybe things have changed, and maybe things are, are not where I want them to be, but you say, I can find something good today, find something that, I, that is going well for me right now, Right. And I, I, and so with the EP, I think it was really just this idea of saying, hey, there's all these conversations we have and let's kind of 
explore what those look like. And so I took, you know, each of the songs and kind of progressively walked them through internal between two people and then with the broader world. But they all really come from the perspective of of my perspective. And, you know, um, but I hope that people can take that and say, okay, cool. Maybe I can have those conversations as well and be a little more honest with myself. And, you know, maybe that maybe that changes your perspective on life. And if it does, then I, I you know, hopefully it helps people to see it in a more see themselves in a more positive way. It's amazing. It that you just to see your songwriting from, you know, talk Bont Royal and, and, and where you are now, it, it it's pretty it's pretty mind blowing. You guys have always been great songwriters, but like you guys are reaching, if I may say so, a new peak. Um now let me leave you with this, Michael. Thanks for your time. Do you ever guys as a band? I know I love Ohio you know, love it, love Cleveland, you know, our friends of the Rock Hall, great friends of ours, great city. But do you ever, hold on, sorry, I have uh, have some video, some video issues. Uh, do you guys ever think, man, I, I wish that, like, we would move to, you know, a Nashville, an LA, you know, a New York. Does that thought ever cross your mind, even for a split second as a band? It does. I mean, we've definitely thought about it before. Um, it's never really been the right timing for us, I don't think, but we talk about it all the time. Um, you know, Cleveland is great, but it is small. And when it comes to some of the other things that we do together, like, you know, Mark and I both, you know, write songs outside of the band. We both work on, you know, mixing and doing all of various production aspects and songwriting and things like that. So sometimes, you know, we're like, eh, Cleveland's pretty small, but I don't know. There's been a lot of advantages to being here. It's very cheap to live here compared to probably those places. It's, um, you know, Cleveland Fosters, a really cool um, community because it's a kind of like a big city, but it's small. And so everybody knows each other and that, that well. Um, and so there's so many advantages. But yeah, I mean, we, we've thought about it and I would not be opposed to it. It's just something that would have to be the right timing and they'd have to feel like that this is a, a logical step for us to take. Uh, in order for us to do it but yeah i mean it's it's been on the radar amazing well michael lopresti what can i say uh let's not wait another two years because you guys are ass water walker the ep fantastic and we can't wait to see you guys hit the road thanks so much i really appreciate you having me totally take care bye you have been listening to j-rod concerts the podcast thank you for tuning in